Todd White repenting after watching the American Gospel on Netflix. This is wild. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. Let's drop the intro. Bruce Every time I'm with you, yo, it's something else. It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else. Got your hand out, you don't even need a help. Oh, I don't need nothing else. Every time I'm with you, yo, it's something else. It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else. Got your hand out, you don't even need a help. Oh, that's right. I don't need nothing else. That's right. King's Dream Entertainment. What's going on? It's Ruslan with KingsDreamENT.com. This channel exists to encourage, empower, inspire you to go- to live God's dream. This is actually a good video because I could actually talk about what I mean by that at the end of this video. So stay with me till the end. We're going to be talking about it. This is the home for the outliers, those looking to defy the odds, the politically agnostic, all the above. Got to send a big shout out to the King's Dream Patreon community, the most talented community in the entire universe. We do weekly Zoom calls, Fan Love Friday, music reviews, all that good stuff. Link is in the description. But let's get into this Todd White situation. There's some craziness that's going on. Uh, Unexpected. And I think I have a very unique perspective on how I'm going to break this down. Two opposing views of some, I guess, foundational issues that I think can both be right, I guess. Uh, you'll see what I mean. Okay. Yo, if you're watching this live, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Let me know where you're watching this from. And also, it helps a ton when you give this video a thumbs up. Because, yeah, give this video a thumbs up. Follow me on the gram. All that good stuff. That helps out a ton. Okay, let's get into it, guys. We're going to unpack this video that just went viral. I'm going to give myself a timer. I'm trying to keep these videos under 15 minutes. By the way, these are live streams, if you didn't know. Uh, what that means is I'm, I do these live and then they stay up. So if you can, subscribe, turn notifications on so you could join and be here for a live because I think you'll, you know, you'll enjoy uh, being here in person and kind of interacting. Let me know how the quality is looking. Sometimes YouTube has like a glitch and tells me, okay, cool, we're good. Uh, we got people from all over. This is crazy. Even if you're watching the replay, it's all good. Let me know where you're watching this from. Let's get into this video. This is Todd White. He watched the documentary American Gospel on Netflix, and he came out and basically, basically repented for preaching an incomplete gospel. Preaching an incomplete gospel. And I like that, okay? So let's check it out. I repent. This hit me. Did you ever hear of Ray Comfort? Amazing. Just amazing. This is hard for people, huh? It's hard for me. It's hard for me. Because I feel like I haven't preached the whole gospel. And I repent. So he he feels like he hasn't preached the whole gospel. He repents. If you guys don't know who Todd White is, pretty big charismatic pastor. He has a ton of videos of him healing people online. If you look in the description, I have a pastor that I've been following on YouTube, a fan of who did a video breaking down some of the fake healings that Todd White has done. You guys could check that out in the description below. Um, and this is a video after he watched the American uh, Gospel documentary on Netflix, which you guys should watch. It's very good. I'll get into my thoughts about that soon, but very good. And he watched this documentary. They got it to him, and he says, you know, I haven't preached a complete gospel. I repent. This is pretty pretty wild if you think about it, right? And then he goes into some Ray Comfort stuff here. Um, if you guys don't know who Ray Comfort is, he's a super dope street evangelist. 
Um, oh, shout out to uh, Russia. Привет. When you come to Jesus because he's going to give you this and give you this, you really didn't surrender. See, what you're saying is that I've come to get this. What you've done is a taste test to see if it's true. Mm, 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 mm. He said, when you come to Jesus for things, it's a taste test to see if it's true. I agree. I agree, right? A lot of people coming to God for things, not for God, not good. I'll break that down here shortly. It's the same thing as getting a buzz. Well, I'll try this Jesus thing. Maybe there's a buzz in it. <laughs> That's not Jesus. Hey, I just want you guys to know, uh, no, no shade at anybody who may be watching this. I tend to be, when I first started hearing about Tyler Bite, I tend to be very skeptical of uh, any white dudes with dreadlocks, okay? I just want that to be known. <laughs> It's full. Your goal as a Christian is to be conformed to his image, is to be transformed into his image, into his likeness, and to actually walk like Christ walked. Jesus Good. didn't despise sinners, but he hated sin, and he addressed it all the time. And he said words like sinners to people that were in sin. Yep. Yet he loved them, and everybody followed him. What has flip-flopped in the church today? What has flip-flopped? Yo, my man's shoes. Yo, <laughs> yo, he got the shoes with the little holes for the toes. <laughs> oh man, I'm yo, I'm so susceptible. I'm so uh, suspicious of any dude that 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 dresses like this and rocks dreadlocks. I'm just gonna keep it a buck, okay? I just want you guys to know that. Uh, just take something to like. I mean, like. Anyway, let me not let me not bag on him too much. I'm mean, he had a moment of you know of reckoning. Says so. there's two men that are seated on a plane. <laughs> oh my gosh! A stewardess gives the first man a parachute and instructs him to put it on. This is a good illustration. It talks about like the the, the parachute illustration. Two men are on a plane. One man gets a parachute. Hey, the plane's gonna go down. The other man thinks that the ride's gonna get better. Can you please stop saying you're from England? Goodness gracious, Terry. We're gonna show you guys this feature. It's called "Put User in Time Out." I don't know why he kept saying that. Okay. Because it will improve his flight. That's a good illustration. Okay. Not understanding how. So this is a Ray Comfort illustration. Um, two men get a get a, a parachute. One says it's going to improve the flight. The other one is ready for it to go down. So it's not about the comfort of the flight because of the parachute. It's about needing the parachute for when a plane goes down. Right? This is a great parallel for the gospel. Okay. But listen to her instructions. She tells him to put it on because at any moment, he's going to be jumping out of the plane at 25,000 feet. Our second passenger gratefully straps the parachute on. He doesn't notice its weight on his shoulders, nor that he can't even sit upright. His mind is consumed with the thought of what will happen if he jumped without it. When other passengers laugh at him, he's thinking, it's not funny, you're going to need a passenger, you're going to need a parachute too. So the gospel, Jesus is like a parachute. The plane's going to go down. It's not something that's going to make your plane ride better necessarily. This is from Ray Comfort. I, I like it. I agree with it. The first man's motive for putting on that parachute was solely to improve his flight. Mm-hmm. As a result, he was humiliated by passengers, disillusioned by an unkept promise, and embittered against the stewardess who gave it to him. As far as he... So the, the, this is this is this is really going to come down to two polarizing ideas, right? And I'm and I'll break it down. One is, hey, what is what is biblical Christianity? What does the gospel teach? 
and and then the other would be kind of what Todd White has been teaching a couple other camps that 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 would teach more of a kingdom point of view right it's it's about the kingdom the power of the kingdom the the kingdom will give you healing the kingdom will give you prosperity the kingdom will allow you to heal others right two two kind of different points of view because they take what Jesus did and they say hey we believe in Jesus and Jesus healed people and the other side is like yeah but what did Jesus teach what does the Bible teach the Bible teaches that you're a sinner the Bible teaches that you're you know you 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 are dead in your trespasses without a holy God and Jesus saved you and so that they're, they're kind of two different sides and Todd is Todd White basically in this clip it's from a sermon. It's like a 45-minute sermon. I'm not going to go over the whole thing. But basically says, hey, guys, I've been preaching an incomplete gospel. I'm not going to take out the miraculous from the gospel, which is kind of his angle. And again, link in the description if you guys want to see some of his fake healings. Um, fake healings. You guys can check that out. And uh, and it's, yeah, it's a very interesting intersection, He's right? He's concerned he will never put that thing on again. He will never have it on his back again. The second man put the parachute on to escape the danger of the upcoming jump because he knew what would happen to him without it. He had a deep-rooted joy and peace in his heart knowing he was, he'll be saved from certain death because he was given the ability. I see you, I see you, I see you. But they didn't do it to escape the jump. Here's the deal. One day, you and I are gonna all face the Lord. It's the truth. Are you guys with me? Is this too much? I've been going through it, buddy. You have no idea. I've been like trembling, shaking, and in a new place of the fear of the Lord and in a new place of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to bring the reality of the law into a witness. So the reality of the law. So anyway, I'm a, listen, I've, I've, I'm, I've heard both sides of this thing. I, I, I've, my church was a, I guess a kingdom church, and then a, a, a gospel-centered Calvinist church. I've, I've, I've been a part of just about, you know, every move, if you will. Not every move, but a, a lot of these moves. Okay, so here's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to two, two opposing paradigms, if you will. Um, one side is going to say, if you give your life to God, you will have... You will experience the kingdom on earth. Let your kingdom come, right? As heaven as it is, as, as on earth as it is in heaven, right? This would be kind of the Todd White healing prosperity movement, right? And, and that's kind of a lot of who this other camp critiques, a lot of times rightfully so, which is the view. Uh, the other side is like, hey, like, you know, you're a sinner. You need the gospel, you need Jesus uh, because you are on a plane ride and this plane is going to go down and you're going to have to jump. Jesus is the parachute that's going to save you. The other side says Jesus is the parachute that's going to make your flight more comfortable. The, the kingdom side, this side is saying, hey, no, 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 no. Jesus is the parachute that is going to save you from doom. Right? And... How you look at it is, you know, kind of relegated to your experiences, right? If you came to Jesus looking for a bunch of comfort and a bunch of pleasure, you didn't get it. Somebody said they brought their friend to a festival. Todd White was healing the crowd, said he healed the crowd. Their friend, their friend was a new convert, was blind and didn't get healed and was disillusioned, 
right? So if you're believing for these things, if you're believing, man, you're going to get saved and you're going to have health, wealth, uh, prosperity, healing, and you don't get it, uh, that is going to be problematic. Now, in, in terms of my views, listen, I believe God is alive. I believe God is active. I believe God can heal. I believe God can do whatever he wants to do. That's one of the perks of being God. I am what you would call charismatic with a seatbelt, okay? Charismatic with a seatbelt. I believe God can. I don't believe God has to. That's where it gets tricky with some of the kingdom people is they say, we proclaim it in the name of Jesus. You are now healed. Whoa, 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 whoa. God is in control. God is, 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 is sovereign. God is all powerful, not man saying in Jesus' name. It's almost, it almost makes like in Jesus' name a superstition. Like it's like a you say this little riddle and all of a sudden this, this happens because you said it a certain way, right? No, 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 no. God is the one who does the healing. God is the one that deserves the glory. God is the one that does the saving, period, point blank. I think it's important to know that, right? Now, uh, does God heal? Yes, I believe God heals. Does he have to heal? No, he doesn't have to heal, okay? He doesn't have to do anything. He's God. The flip side of this is the, the gospel side, right? And, and I watched the American, well, I watched most of the American gospel documentary. I've heard it, I've heard it, seen it a lot of it before. I, I, I agree with it for the most part. The flip side to this is it's, it can sometimes be, a, one, it can sometimes be from the Calvinistic community, again, a different video in the description, in the pinned comments about a, a critique of Calvinism and why it could be unbiblical. I'm not going to get into that right here, but it, it, it could get into a view that if you just preach the gospel over and over again, you just preach the gospel, then, 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 then God will do the work in people's heart and then they will act accordingly if they just get the gospel over and over and over again. And, and I've had arguments with pastors of, my, pastors of mine who I was like, hey, listen, I just, we, you know, my debt-free journey, we just paid off $45,000 debt. It was incredible. Uh, I want to take the church through this FPU class, this Dave Ramsey stuff, changed my life. And he, and he literally told me, I don't think we need more classes. We need to preach the gospel more. And I'm like, listen, I agree. I love the gospel. We need to preach the gospel more. But the gospel is not going to tell somebody how to be financially literate, right? The gospel may do the thing in someone's heart to make them become more financially literate, right? But it's not going to give them the, the tools. It's not going to give somebody the tools on how to be a better husband. It could just change their heart and give them the, the, the transformation, right? So that is kind of the other side of the argument that I would, just, I would critique that side. You can't just preach the gospel over and over. Every message ends with the gospel. Everything goes back to the gospel. The gospel is good news, right? The gospel is good news. I love good news. However, we also need other information along with the gospel. We also need other information. And so here's where the, 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 the American gospel documentary would make the, the premise. The big idea is like, hey, listen, we've been taught this false view that if you adopt the gospel, then your life will be better. If you get Jesus, you'll be happy, healthy, wealthy. And obviously, I don't believe that. I don't believe that just because you have Jesus, you'll be happy, healthy, wealthy. What I do believe, and, and I'm going to be very, I'm going to attempt to be very delicate, is I don't believe in a prosperity gospel. And, and prosperity, I just mean abundance. I mean peace, right? What I, what I do believe is that I believe, I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, but I do believe that the gospel, the transformation of Jesus in your heart, you putting on that parachute, isn't solely 
so that when the plane goes down, you have a savior. I do believe that putting on that parachute, that taking that parachute with you, transforms, transforms your heart. And the gospel does help you become the type of person that can prosper. I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, but I believe the, the gospel can help you prosper. And this is what I mean. It gives you, it gives you a renewed heart and a renewed energy, uh, renewed desires, right? And so uh, where's the balance? The, the balance is this. The biggest lie isn't that we've been taught a false gospel. I think that is true. I think we have been, a lot of us have been taught this, like, you know, you, you, it's, tra it's a transactional gospel. I don't, uh, I think that's bad. I think the deeper issue is that we're taught that abundance is easy. That if you have Jesus, you instantly have abundance, right? That it, that, that is easy. And here's the deal. Abundance isn't easy. Okay, peace isn't easy. Joy isn't easy. Self-control isn't easy. These things are not easy. These things don't just come to you like that. So this is what I do believe. I do believe. I believe that people, by and large, I believe that people, by and large, want to be want these three things. Okay, they want these three things. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're not Christian. I think people want these three things. People want to be wealthy. People want to be fit, and people want to be happy. I think universally, I would say that, that, that that's kind of what we all want, right? We want those three things. We want to be, we want to be, we want to be wealthy. We want to have abundance. We want to have more. We don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. We want to own some real estate, some property. Not necessarily be rich, but we 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 want some wealth. We want something to pass down, right? The proverb says a a righteous man passes down an inheritance to his grandchildren, right? So I think I think we want that. Uh, we want to be fit. Right. And I don't mean just in the, you know, I want to I want to shred it six pack. But we want to we want to be healthy. We want to live a long time. And I do believe that uh, we want to be happy. Now, this is what I do believe. I believe the gospel, Jesus transforming your heart doesn't instantly give you everything you want in this lifetime. That's not how it works. What I do believe is that a transformed heart positions you to the very virtues that align you easier to the things that you want. Meaning this, prosperity, abundance, fitness, a happy, healthy marriage, joy are not easy. That's, yo, it's hard. It's hard. Okay. So I do believe that the type of person you become as a byproduct of having an encounter with Jesus makes it easier to get to those things because your character begins to change. You become to transform from the inside out. So I believe that if you are transformed, all of a sudden, self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit, and discipline are now aligned with you. And now, if you have self-control and you have discipline, you have a fruit of the Spirit, this fruit of the Spirit, all of a sudden, what happens? Well, it becomes easier to learn about financial literacy. It becomes easier to learn about macronutrients and nutrition. It becomes easier to, it, it, simpler right? Your life in Jesus is more congruent and aligned with these other things that we want that aren't necessarily a byproduct of Jesus. It's just the transformation of Jesus makes you aligned with this, right? So now I have self-control. Therefore, I could read Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, uh, and I could say, oh man, to whom much is given, much is required. I have to be a steward. I have to steward my money. It's not my money. It's God's money. And I got to steward God's money, right? You, the paradigm shift happens, right? If I'm self-controlled, I can control better what I put in my mouth. I can control better if I get up in the morning earlier when I go exercise. These are the things that are going to connect you. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm kind and I'm more loving, 
It's going to control how I speak to my wife, right? And if you want a great marriage, you better be, you better be gentle, kind, patient, loving. You see what I'm getting at? And so you don't instantly get these things because, oh, well, well, Jesus, you just, yeah, Jesus is going to make you happy, healthy, wealthy. No, that's not, it's not, that's not how it works. But those transformations, those transformations in your heart make you more aligned to become a person who is like re, re, regenerated and showing these attributes that align you more with becoming the type of person. But the lie, the lie is that it's easy. It's just Jesus and boom, instantly, you're happy, healthy, wealthy. That's not, no, 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 no. It's hard. Sanctification is hard, okay? Sanctification is difficult. I'll break it down like this, right? A great book I read, Disciplines of Grace. It goes like this. Justification, you being saved, being justified, is 100% Jesus, right? It's Jesus coming in and saying, boom, you're justified. You are justified, right? Uh, Because of the work on the cross. Regeneration, regeneration, you being born again, 100% the work of God. It's God coming inside of you, the Holy Spirit coming inside of you, transforming you. Boom, 100% God. Sanctification is you now having to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus to become more disciplined, to become more self-controlled, right? These are fruits of the Spirit coming alongside of you and you cooperating and growing in these areas. And it's hard. It's hard work, right? And you're not saved by that work, nor are you any more righteous because of that work. You're righteous because of Jesus and Jesus alone. But because Jesus has now done a new work in your heart, you can now begin to be the type of person that can manage their money better, manage their skills better, manage their time better, be more kind to their wife, be more kind to his kids, be more loving, be more passionate, be, uh, be more generous. What are all these things? These are all the types of things that we want. These are the type of people we want to be friends with. These are the type of, these are the type of people we want to do business with. These are the type of people, uh, right? You're a new creation. So, that, so I think where... The American gospel falls short, in my opinion, just my opinion. You should go watch it. It's good. It's good. I love the gospel. But where it falls short is in its critique of the Todd White kingdom. uh, It's all about you get Jesus and you get healing. You get Jesus and you get prosperity, right? And in its critique of that, it overcorrects to the point where all we're going to do is focus on the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. Yes, the gospel. But who, who does the gospel help you become? What does it make you, right? You're not saved by works, but you will have works. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their works, right? And so I think this is, when I say live God's dream, right? What is God's dream? God's dream is that you would, one, be intimate with him. You would know him. Right. And out of that intimacy, the overflow of that is you would be transformed. And then when you're transformed, those are the very principles that positions you to be successful. Right. To be successful in whatever you to whatever degree, to whatever capacity you want to be successful in. It's not that you get Jesus and then you become successful. You get Jesus and then you get a six pack. You get Jesus and then you get a great sex life. You get that. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you get Jesus, you get transformed, and because of the new creation that you are, all these things become more congruent with you versus versus someone that's a hedonist. 
Someone that's a hedonist. I just do what feels good. I'm just trying to feel good, right, Jada Pickett Smith? I just want to. I just wanted to feel good. If you, if, all, if it's all about gratifying your desires, if it's all about gratifying your wants, it's going to be very difficult for you to be fit and be shredded. Very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for you to control your money and not go into debt. And if you are in debt, pay off your debt and then learn how to get on a budget. It's going to be very difficult for you to be kind and gentle with your words, to be compassionate, to be empathetic. It's going to be very difficult for you to be the type of person that people want to be around, that people want to do business with. And so I think the, God, the, the American gospel falls short in saying, listen, uh, it, it, it almost overcorrects to a poverty gospel. In my opinion, almost not. I'm not going to say everybody who's in that documentary represents that because like my homegirl, Jackie Hill Perry is in that documentary. And I, and I would I would assume me and her haven't had like super long conversation about this, but I would assume that me, her, Preston, we would kind of agree on these big ideas. Right. That is it's not about like just preach the gospel over and over and over and over and be poor. No, because in America, we also have to factor in our modern day context. Right. And maybe maybe that is the 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 over the oversight is like our modern day context is we're in the most technologically advanced. Right. Economically advanced era ever where just about anybody can start a business right with their smartphone and that even our poor people in 2020 live better than the kings and queens did just 200 years ago. We have to factor in that context. Right. So when they're talking about persecution and suffering in the, in the scriptures, they're not talking about, oh, because of covid, you can't have in home Bible studies. Ugh, the church is being persecuted. That's not what that's talking about. That is not persecution, family. Okay. Okay? When they talk about persecution in the 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 scriptures, they're they're being beheaded, they're being crucified upside down. It's bad stuff, right? And so we have to also factor in our modern day context. But the end the end goal, the end point is yes, you have to die to yourself. You have to die to your desires. You have to die to the things you want. And and when someone can do that, when someone can die to just wanting to impulsively say the first thing that comes out of their mouth, wanting to impulsively eat whatever they want to, whenever they want to, right, out of convenience. When somebody wants to just buy stuff to feel better, right, look at stuff to make themselves feel better. You have to die, right? And Jesus and the Holy Spirit helps you die. When when that happens, yes, those principles are what make you more likely to become successful and more likely to become healthy, wealthy, and happy in our context. This is, I'm not, I'm not speaking for people in third world countries. I, I don't know what that's like, right? So hopefully this is making sense. Hopefully this is connecting because I think it's essential. And I think we dropped the ball on both sides. We dropped the ball on both sides. Calvinist, overemphasize the the gospel to the point where they don't apply much of any practical teaching besides the gospel. And my thought is people need to know how to handle their money, right? People need to know how to handle their money. People need to know what to eat and what not to eat. People, people need other information outside of just the gospel. And maybe on a Sunday morning, me doing a nutritional talk isn't appropriate. I don't know, right? Uh, but nevertheless, like we should be coming alongside of people and giving them some of these information. I think the church falls short in some of these things because, yes, we're preaching the gospel and that's fine. But we're missing the the overflow of how the gospel looks in your life. So I would just say, hey, man, if you have Jesus, it's a lot easier to get to values and disciplines that are more congruent with the things that humanity wants. But that is not what you go to Jesus for. You go to Jesus because you need a savior. You go to Jesus because you need a heart change. You go to Jesus because, man, you know that standing before a holy God 
you you are deserving of the wrath of God. So I think both of these are true. And and the in the kingdom side again, it's like overemphasis on the healing. I mean, I got into it with somebody this week that told me they thought mental illness wasn't a real thing. Like it was like uh, it was all demonic and spiritual. And I was like, listen, man. I remember break. I remember. I remember tearing my ACL, and I remember asking people to pray for my knee and that God would heal me. And you know what? God didn't heal me of my ACL, but He did because He allowed me to have health insurance and have doctors that came alongside and did surgery on my ACL. And all of a sudden, I have a new ACL and I could play basketball again. Praise God! I still give God the glory for that. So He did heal me. He used medicine to heal me, right? Modern medicine. And in the same way, we would say mental illness, whatever. Listen, God uses medicine. God uses. God can use medication. God can use uh, psychologists. God can use therapy. So on and so forth, right? And I'll close with this: those principles, those those principles, and that's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. I think I think it's it's too it's it's off, right? I, I'm not gonna sit here and call Todd White a heretic. I don't like using that word flippantly, but I would say, hey, these things are good if done in the proper praying for healing. There's nothing wrong with praying for healing. There's nothing wrong with praying for success if done with the proper heart and done with the proper context, right? Who are you the rest of the time? And in the same way, I feel like God can heal. I don't think he has to heal. When you start saying God has to do something and you declare it and you decree it, it's when you get really wonky with stuff. You guys know what I'm saying? And so it's an and both situation. It's just, yeah, just start with the gospel. But like what I'm doing here, I don't preach the gospel every YouTube video right? That's not what my gifting is. Like, I'll refer you guys to resources and I'll talk about it, but that's not what I'm doing here. I'm speaking to Christians primarily, and if you're not a Christian, it's all good. You can still be here. I'm speaking to Christians primarily who have Jesus, but I'm, 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 I'm trying to help you connect the dots on what a fulfilled life looks like, whether it's loving your neighbor as yourself and being more empathetic with people who disagree with you, whether that's financial literacy, whether that's developing a, skills, uh, a scarce skill set so you could thrive in the marketplace and make more money, right? I, that, that is what I'm hoping to set you guys up for. That is what I'm doing on this channel. So yes, you're not going to hear me preach about the gospel every single video. That's not the point. Right. That's that's not the point of what I'm doing here. Um, And so hopefully this is making sense. Right. Hopefully this is making sense. And it's it's knowing the proper place and the proper context for these things. I'm not going to say that if you have Jesus, you're going to be happy, healthy, wealthy. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I am saying is you're going to be more congruent to becoming the type of person that can reach your goals and can get and can get these things that you want. If you if you even need them, some people don't need them. Some people are coming from, you know, I don't know, uh, your family gave you an inheritance and maybe money's not a thing for you. If you're like me and you come from poverty, owning some property is important to you. You know what I mean? Owning some property is important to you. And so, um, yo, shout out to bro- Brother Eden Douglas. Thank you so much for the uh, super chat, brother. I appreciate you. Um, and so, listen, and by the way, these principles over here, the, 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 the denial, the self-control, the, the being kind, the being gentle, somebody can exhibit these principles without even knowing Jesus. That's the wild part. God's principles and God's ways of doing things work in this lifetime, even if somebody doesn't know Jesus and get to experience him in the afterlife. 
that's that's wild if you think about it, right? So when you see some of these gurus, I'm not going to say every guru is correct, but when you see, uh, uh, you know, the, these guys that maybe you're a fan of and you hear, you hear them preaching Christian principles, but may they may not be Christians. That's the amazing part about God, God's universe and how it's all set up is that, and I didn't mean to say universe to make it sound all mystical. I just mean like there's an order to things, right? That, that, that if you uh, deny yourself and are self-disciplined, you're going to be fit and healthy, even if uh, by and large, right? Unless some, something catastrophic happens, right? Um, even if you don't know Jesus, if you follow Jesus's principles of handling money and being debt free and, uh, you know, being financially responsible, financially literate, you're going to be financially successful even if you don't know Jesus. That's the crazy part, right? And there's a lot of stuff that's actually pulled from the scriptures that are said in our context. I'll give you an example. As iron sharpens iron, right? As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens another man. That's, that's from the Bible. That's from Proverbs, Solomon. And you, you don't know how many times I hear rappers quoted, Jay-Z quoted, all these people that don't know Jesus, but they quote that verse, not even knowing that that's a Bible verse, right? That's a biblical principle that applies as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens another man. As you, um, as, as you get around other people who can refine you, you're going to be refined and be a better person or better at your craft. That's a biblical principle, right? People can apply it even if they don't know Jesus. However, if you do know Jesus, I, I stand by the fact that you are more congruent with the values that it takes to be successful in our modern day Western 2020 context. I'm not talking about people in third world countries, but discipline. And if you're of able body and sound mind, that's also another caveat, right? Because if somebody's not able body, sound mind, it's, it's, it's more nuanced, right? If you do know Jesus, that, that, that the values out of an overflowing relationship with Jesus, love, fruit, self-control, um, uh, the fruit of the spirit, right? Love, gentleness, self-control, kindness. Those are the things that actually set you up to become more successful. And so anyway, uh, those are my thoughts, man. Um, hopefully, hopefully that helps. Um, and, and some of y'all are getting here late, bro. You, you late, Jetwan Baines. Do you believe in healing? I've answered the question already. Yes, I believe in healing. Caveat being, I don't believe God has to heal you. God can do whatever he wants to. He's God. Do I believe can, God can heal? Yes. Do I believe God does heal? Yes. Do I believe God has to heal? No, because then that positions you to be God. You're not God. God is God. God gets to choose. So you don't get to decree something and say, oh, I decree abundance and prosperity. I decree healing. I decree law. No, you don't get to do that. God gets to do that. You don't get to just decree it. You're not God. You don't speak things into existence just because you think it. No, that's not how it works. God says, hey, Sometimes I heal people, sometimes I don't heal people. According to the scriptures, the apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh. He prayed for God to heal it. God didn't heal it. Sometimes God doesn't heal. Crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? So does God heal? Yes. Does God have to heal? No. If you think God has to heal you or God has to do anything, you're in, you're in theological error. You're, you're, you're into some murky waters. I'd be very careful with decreeing and declaring things and thinking God's going to do that. Right. I would be very careful with that kind of stuff. And so I think that is where you have to just know what the difference is, you know. So 
That's that kingdom, right? Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. We're all about the 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 kingdom. It's like, yes, man, kingdom. However, we have to look at the entire Bible in context. We can't just look at Jesus's ministry and think because Jesus says, you'll do greater things than these that we're going to do. We're, well, Jesus healed, you know, rose three people from the dead. We're going to raise 300 people from the dead because Jesus, that's not what that's necessarily saying. You have to look at it in the entire context of scripture when that the person who wrote the majority of our New Testament, the Apostle Paul, prayed for healing didn't get healing that's crazy that shatters it all right and if you want to you know you can go down that slippery slope and say well why did paul not get healed listen i don't know i don't know but the moment you start telling god what to do whoo, you better be careful you better be careful you in doing some real murky water you know what I'm saying? God don't got to do nothing. God don't God don't got to make you rich. God don't got to make you happy. God don't got to make God don't got to heal you. God don't got to give you a six-pack or give you a hot wife. God don't got to do nothing. God is God. God can do what he wants. But because he's a good and loving father, he does give good gifts to his kids with the caveat that you are mature enough to handle those good gifts, <laughs> right? I, I can't I can't just give my son a million dollars right now. And if I had a million dollars to give it to him, I still wouldn't do it. Why? Because it would destroy a five-year-old. Some of you guys are praying for things that you're incapable of handling, and you think that God is a bad God or God is not fair because he hasn't given you the very thing you've prayed for, right? No, God is a good father. A good father protects his kids. He's, he's taking care of his kids. He's paying attention to, are his kids capable of handling these things? So what am I saying? I'm saying... Become the type of person that can handle a million dollars. Become the type of person that can earn a million dollars. And odds are, when God gives you that million dollars, you'll be more equipped to do right by it. You'll be more generous. You won't be greedy. You, you, you'll be more disciplined. You won't be frivolous. But praying for the million dollars before being the type of person that can handle a million dollars, Christian or not, by the way, isn't how this thing works. And that is where the prosperity gospel is in great error. That is where the kingdom is in great error. Assuming that God has to give you or do anything. He doesn't. He's, he's God. He does what he wants. Okay? So anyway, that's my thoughts, man. Yo, give this video a thumbs up. There's a gang of y'all watching this live on all the platforms. Do me a solid like this video. That helps us out a ton. Let me know what your thoughts are um, on this topic. Let me know if you guys agree. I, I don't know. I think I have a very, very balanced perspective on this, right? Become the type of person. Become the type of person that can handle success and can handle wealth, right? And, and can handle these things, right? If you, if you are uh, dealing with lust and struggling with lust and you're praying that, that, that you could be more fit, uh, you getting that six-pack may ruin you. You becoming the very fly guy may ruin you. Right. So maybe you don't get that. Maybe 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 that isn't activated in you yet. But when you become the type of person that can handle that, you'll be better off. So anyway, um, let me know what y'all think, man. Appreciate y'all being here. I think I'm going to do another stream later today. Turn the notifications on, man. Even if you're busy, still helps because that way if there's a topic that comes up, you can see the notification. You don't got to watch it if you don't want to watch it. I think I'm going to get into capitalism later. And it, does capitalism reinforce white su supremacy? That's going to be the later stream today. We'll see if we can knock out three. Um, love you guys. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Again, give this video a quick thumbs up. Um, subscribe. Like 40% of y'all watching this aren't subscribed. And uh, I'll be back later on, man. Appreciate you guys. Peace.